Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. What's it like for you watching games of your son coaching? Agonizing. It's a family affair on Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast. You know, I didn't know there was actual work here. (laughs) Recent guests include Rich Eisen, John Harbaugh, Judge Judy, and John Madden. I thought one of the greatest jobs in coaching in the NFL was Jim's first year with the 49ers. Exclusively on Podcast One Sportsnet. Get episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Great time to be a Wolverine. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Man, get it on. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. Uh, how you doing, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea? Good. It's been a it's been a busy weekend. You know, the Long Beach Grand Prix was going on, and you know, I know you love statistics. The Long Beach Grand Prix last year hit like record numbers of one hundred eighty three thousand people. This year, one hundred eighty five thousand people. Coming through the turnstile. Yeah. Now, it's it's the week long. That includes the drifting of the weekend before and then the Indy race and like uh, and the, the trucks that – the trophy trucks that run on the street. And uh, mm-hmm. Oh, and this year they also had vintage Trans Am because they always do like a vintage thing. I think last year they had Can-Am. Mm-hmm. Um, they had vintage Trans Am cars out there. I saw, I saw Tommy Drissy run out there. Yeah. And I, and I was watching it on the monitor and I thought he scored third – but then when the when everybody came out on the podium, he wasn't there. Somebody else was. I was like, what happened? I don't know if he just got disqualified or some kind of flag or he issue. or somebody. He might have punched somebody. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> the... But it was great to see uh, those cars out there. That When they always run sort of this vintage course, it was good. So. Yeah, I saw him in an episode of one of the TV shows where – he you know, car shows and they had an event and it wasn't about Tommy, but it was like vintage Indy and they had the road course at Indy and they had the vintage Trans Ams out there. Yeah. Or Trans Am race. And uh as I was watching, you know, the 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 story was you know, this guy went and drove the car, or whatever, but I saw Tommy Dreesy sort of in the mix. You know, I'd see him sliding in yeah. front of somebody and behind somebody. He drives that car like a maniac. He does. So. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna have the chance to get into it with him because next week we're gonna have um, Claudio Burton, uh, the team owner that you drove with for mm-hmm. Trans Am. Mm-hmm. He's gonna come in with Tommy into the studio next week, and uh, they're getting ready to race in uh, the Trans Am series, not the vintage, the real Trans Am series at Fontana. I think. Um, the same weekend we're going to be in Atlanta at the MIDI event, but those guys are going to come in and chat it up. So we'll find out. We'll find out next week what happened to Tommy in that vintage race. Okay. Yeah, it'd be good <laughs> to talk to him. He's a passionate man, a passionate driver. Uh, uh, but look, Long Beach was fantastic. We got to catch up with a bunch of drivers and Simon Pagano and Graham Ray Hall and, and whatnot. And I went for a ride in the tandem IndyCar. Oh, Yeah. Uh, that would be scary for me. I th- it was, oh, well, scary because there's a lot of walls. There is place. a lot of walls. But also, I'm so short that when you sit behind the driver, it's very see. difficult to see. Like You you can't really like look around him either. So you all you could do is like look left and right, and all you see is walls. So it is a little intimidating, but it was fun to do. How fast would they get going down shoreline? I, I don't know. I'm guessing – I mean, it felt fast, but not – scary fast like there was so much car control it felt like it was almost too easy mm-hmm. i would say if in in the race they're running 190 this was probably 150 yeah still going 150 miles an oh, hour it's with fantastic. no, no yeah. roof yeah and the whole thing is just very rushed like you we showed up they're like here put the suit on here's the helmet get in the car he takes off and goes does a lap they're like get out take a picture next and it was <laughs> like the whole thing happened and seemed like two minutes like it was very fast to do but uh but it was good, and uh, which is interesting because I have not gone around that track. Right. Like, if you think about it, like, mm. why? Yeah, why? Why? But uh, <laughs> there, was a, there was a funny story that um, on Shift and Steer that Brad Fanshaw was telling me. Brad uh, used to work a lot with Jesse James. Jesse James uh, worked for Brad Fanshaw as, like, a young welder and fabricator back at uh, Boyd 
uh, Boyd Connington's garage, mm-hmm. and those guys were friends. And Jesse at one point said, uh, "said I'm going to the Long Beach Grand Prix. Like he sponsored a truck or something. He's like, we're going to go down there for one of the practice days. You should come with me and check it out. So they roll up in like – in one of like Jesse James Ferraris or something, I don't know what, mm-hmm. but probably something fairly he had a lot modern, of exotic a three sixty or four thirty, yeah. something like that. And they pulled up it, and Jesse just turned and he saw the track was open. He just went out there. He just the, those two guys in the Ferrari he just went out, did a lap. Everybody's freaking out, and and like all the security guys are like, "What are you doing? You can't go on the lap." He's like, "Ah, well, it already happened." So yeah, it's, it's done now. I've, I've been on that. Uh, <laughs> I've done. <laughs> Something close to that with Jesse James on that track because he was in the first or maybe the second Toyota Grand Prix I did as a celebrity driver. Oh, yeah. And he sort of getting into it with the cops even back then. He's <laughs> always kind of getting into it. He's always kind of getting it in. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a uh, self-serving question mm-hmm. about where we're at with – God, I just uh... – I. So I got Tom over at the other shop, and he's he's like, we're trying to put the old Lamborghini back together, and we're missing a whole bunch of parts. It's a it's a it's a long story, but he's like sitting around with cardboard and sketching out fan blades yeah. and cutting out stuff. And I, I every time I see him, I just hear a cash register just like right. Like <laughs> I just walk in, he's sitting cutting, he's making the cardboard template. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to make this, this out this of morning. sheet metal, and I'm like, can we just get fan blades somewhere, or can't we just? Do a, a 3D print or something like I? We're making these things like like we're in old England, like 500 years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, can't we just 3D print this stuff? Or what if we just made out of plastic and painted black? Like, would would anyone know? Like, yeah. Wh- what are we doing? Plastic is easier to 3D print. Right. There, there is a way to do metal, but it's it's more complicated and expensive. You could take them a fan blade that's five inches around and has six blades on. Just go here. You go. Make it out of PVC, and they do it right. Yeah, and they they would we literally would give them that piece, and they would scan it and measure it and do whatever. Or would just that be cost it. prohibitive? I mean, I I don't think. I mean, I'm not sure what the number is. Like, it's not a thousand bucks. That's my guess. But is it seven hundred bucks? It, and aren't there it, more and more places like opening up now that'll yeah. do stuff like that? Like, on yeah, the we've been working with a group uh, SD3D, and I'm, we might be able to just give them the blade and go, "What? What can you do? Is this something that you guys can make? What would that cost? What's our turnaround on it?" And, and try it now. He also, because Tom also showed me like the metal grill that goes on top of like the cowl area of the Lamborghinis, and he's like, "Can we make one of these in metal?" I was like, "Well, I don't know if we can print it in metal, but we can probably get." Our, those guys to scan it and give us the file and then use that file to just like cut it on a CNC machine out of aluminum and, and give it sort of a vintage look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So should I tell Tom to stop making the fan blade or just let Uh, make the stupid thing? He said he'd be done in two hours. And then I said, all right, you got two hours. All right. Well, we've got this and we've got a meeting after that. So if there's not done, then, then I'll go over there and take a picture of it. And, uh, and, Email it along with the metal grill and see what we can do. But yes, uh, maybe maybe the future of of your shop over there is we get a three D printer. Ah, I like that idea. All right, so uh, we're heading to uh, Road Atlanta. Uh, I had a thought about Road Atlanta last night. Was uh, does it rain there? And if it does rain there, how does that work? And then I went on like the 14-day forecast, and it was like, oh, there's rain coming up on race weekend. And then I woke up this morning. I checked last night. I woke up this morning, and I went on there, and it was like, uh, no rain this morning. And then I started thinking about me in Austin, and then I realized, oh, I checked the five-day forecast, and it was going to be raining all weekend. So we didn't bring the car there for the race we signed up for. And then I was there doing a stand-up show anyway, and it didn't rain. Right. We can't predict the weather, apparently. Despite, right. Well, I d- wish we... D- despite Doppler 1,000, 5,000, 9,000, 15,000. Here, like... Here's the question, though. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring a set of wets, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't a... even think about it until you brought it up. I know. You should think about it. And also, I get the uh, stupid windshield wipers working. 
Oh, just pull over. We'll just have a beer instead. Uh, all right. If it starts right. to rain, you're right. let's just have a beer Let instead. me tell you about I like the I, – I, there's something <laughs> a little intoxicating about driving in the rain. Yeah, I, I don't know you why. and Senna. Me and Senna. We love the rain. And we love Omaze. <laughs> yeah, giving away their sixth Model 3 Tesla ever made. I was staring at one yesterday. Told you there's one by my house. Yeah. I was talking to you on the phone, and I was looking at this uh, Model 3, and I was kind of sizing it up. Plenty of room in the back seat. That's a nice piece. It belongs to Kimball Musk. That's uh, Elon's brother. Uh, proceeds benefit uh, big green learning gardens and food literacy programs. Omaze offering once-in-a-lifetime experiences and prizes. All you have to do is support a great cause for your chance to win. Donate as little as 10 bucks. Check out all the experiences Omaze is uh, offering at omaze.com slash carcast. That's O-M-A-Z-E dot com slash carcast. And enter for a chance to win. Use the promo code carcast and double your chances. Even if you don't win, it's all for a good cause. And I think it's a write-off, too. Oh, maze, baby. So uh, we are uh, getting the 610 uh, up and up and running. I don't think we were talking about the uh, chassis twist, but uh, the chassis twisted. So Sean has uh, fabbed up uh, a new cross member in the rear to try to take some of the – it's basically just taking the roll cage, <clears throat> which goes down in the back and contacts – yeah, the um, tub of the car, the the I want to call it monocon, like a unibody. unibody car. And he's going underneath it and picking up those two contact points where the two roll where the two roll bar contact points are behind the front right. seat and the rear seat, and putting it together with a nicely engineered piece of steel so yeah. that the car doesn't twist. Now, do anymore. we connect that crossbar with the front subframes? Do we do we just do two more bars that come almost make it like a full frame car at that point? The uh, discussion with Sean is they do have a front sort of subframe, which is not really a frame, but it's kind of a unibodied, kind of triangular, right angular kind of crease thing. Yeah, and it goes about halfway up the car. Right, and Sean said. You want to go the next mile on this, you then take that cross member and you bring it ahead to exactly. the, that and do it that way, which is a, a good call. I don't know if you talked to him about it or it's just great well, minds thinking alike <clears throat> or you did something like, like that on your Mustang. Yeah, it's subframe connectors on the unibody cars are very common. On, on that Datsun 610, it has an independent rear, so there's no real rear subframe. That's all sort of, a, sort of rubber-mounted, the rear subframe. So there's... There's what you would imagine be the front subframe and then floor pan and then that's it. So when he welded that crossbar in the rear, now you have a mounting point to go from the front subframe frame to the rear, which would be right. which would be not so bad. Be- so you're going you're going basically you went right to left, now you gotta go front to back. Yes. And if you think about the way the car's twisting when it's torquing with the rear tires hooking up, it is more front to back than it is yeah. Right to left. So um, it's a good call. I should speak to him about that post-haste. Yes. And we still don't know when the stupid truck's picking the car up. We don't know. They okay. confirmed they are picking up the car. That's awesome. They're like, yes, we're doing it. I just said, listen, we got, we're got we doing stuff on the thing. We've got to pack it up. I was like, just don't like email me at 8 o'clock at night and go, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I was like, give us 24 hours or something, right? So Right. That's so fast happen. and loose with this stuff. It's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are they are wild. All right, let's see. Uh Eric uh is it Curran? Yeah. Is uh is our guest. Don't bring him in just yet. We'll talk about him for a second. Twenty years plus racing career. He's uh he's got a lot of podiums. He's uh two thousand sixteen IMSA prototype champion. Um he's racing for Cadillac now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm driving. I'm, the, I'm the driving a Cadillac CTSV. CTSV How and come it doesn't say anything about racing for Cadillac on his. Am I making that up? You're yeah. not um, making it up. It'll uh, that bullet point did not print. <laughs> okay, mm, yeah, but <laughs> he's he's racing. He's driving the CTSV now. No, no, but he uh, Matt is driving the CTSV now. Yeah, but uh, he, he's racing for Cadillac. What's he racing for Cadillac? Let me let me find that out. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't I don't know what the. Uh, what uh, 
you know, well, what, like, Cadillac, what like body Cadillac they does Cadillac powered. Yeah. I'm just going to say GTP stuff that for lack of a better term, but like prototype stuff with yeah. a Cadillac engine in it. And then they have the road, road going cars. Yeah, the I sports mean, cars. Well, they have they have the sedan series or whatever. They're up against BMW and Audi and out there racing those cars as well, which yeah. is a CTSV, I guess. I mean, yeah, it, it, it could be ATS. I don't know what it is. Highly now, modified CTSV. Yeah. Um, I mean, like tube frame. I mean, like Newman drove Z cars that weren't sure, Z cars. Sure. It's just kind of the body that's on it. I have a DPI on. VR prototype. Oh, so he's driving prototypes for Cadillac. So he's driving the big boy prototype with the cadillac power plant in it and like those are lamont like petite lamont all that as soon as he comes in he's like everything everything we said said was wrong all right (laughs) we should go ahead and get the series and like the car and yes yeah i i I agree (laughs) good (laughs) three years in the grand am with uh four wins and four poles though yeah. He also uh, 15 wins and six poles in the Continental Tire Coney Challenge. My thing with uh, these guys, when I talked to him, he joined uh, Welland Motorsports in 2007. My thing is, like, that's all well and good, but it's like when I, ta- when I do ACS, I go, when does the movie come out, what's it called, and where can we find it? And then at the bottom it said, worked with Ed Asner in the 50s. And I'll go, that, that's good. I'm not telling you don't write that. But I really want the big stuff first, like when and where, and then we can get to the cool stuff where uh, Ed Asner is his um, is his goddad. Like that that stuff's good. I might get to it, but I need the main stuff up top. You know what I mean? That's what I'm looking for. You have to use goddad if you're not Italian, and then if you're Italian, Godfather. Uh, Mike has a daughter's turning sixteen. Wants to buy a car. Uh, at a at an auction, she's knowing to buying a car with a kid. Uh, let's see, let's see. Let me tell you about uh, Castro Ledge, and yep. then I'll tell you about. Uh, let me talk to Mike for a second. Mike, hey guys, how are you? Your daughter's turning sixteen. Yeah, and uh, I actually went to Barrett Jackson uh, last year, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe some of the cars that were rolling across the line. It got me thinking. I really like to buy her a badass car for her 16th wow. birthday, <laughs> but I don't even know where to start on these auctions. Hey, you sound like my dad yeah. hitting every Thanks, auction, dad. trying to get me something <laughs> yeah. cool so I can get laid in high school. <laughs> um, let's see. Now, are we talking now? Now, there's two kind of Barrett Jackson cars, bargains. Yeah, there's the there's the Wednesday cars. There's the '69 <laughs> Camaro that the guys clearly put 150 grand into worth of work and hours and paint and mods and everything, yeah. and he's trying to get 35k for it. There's like <laughs> that guy, and then there's the this thing was a Bentley GT full package, you know, sold for stickered for two thousand and. and Two hundred sixteen thousand dollars, and they're it's inching towards seventy k. Yeah, but it's probably not going to get there. But it's perfect, and it's and no it's, reserve because it's, and it's eleven thousand miles on it. Like yeah. there's kind of that car. Now both those maybe not for your. Those are kind of the the big bargain cars for me, like right. the Rolls and and the Bentleys that are just they pay two hundred grand. They're trying to get sixty five, and they're not going to make it. Right cars and then the ones the guys put their entire life into and they're not going to get 35k for those are two I yeah. saw, what, I what saw do you think of those come through which one the first option I, the camaro mm-hmm. I, mean, I couldn't believe what these things were going for well you know my thing hold on a second my thing with all these things is whether it's a race car or a full street rod whatever you're doing let somebody else do all the media blasting and all the rust the rust damage cutting out the panels and and spot welding the stuff back in and then and then all the work and then all the prep and all the stitch welding and all the cross everything and then you get it and you put your your favorite steering wheel on it yeah and you put in you you put your rims on it like you you put your flavor on it 
make it yours, maybe sure. change the ride height a little, you know, like kind of breathe on it and dial it in. But you're not dealing with cutting out pa- quarter panels that are covered with rust and having to replace that's not them. The f- that's not the fun part of the project. It's kind right. of the final touches, right? And you're right. There's these cars at Barrett Jackson. I know a guy that that went, like, goes and buys a few. He'll find, like, you know, like a cool, like, roadster shop car. And you're like, this is amazing. And it's $400,000 to make. And he buys it for half. Right. Less than half. And uh, loves it. And drives it. Castrol Edge. I'll tell you about that design for consumers who demand the best performance for their cars. Tech advances made engines smaller, more powerful, more efficient. Engines have to work harder today. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, they're getting a lot out of these little cars. They're putting turbos on them and everything else. But oh, not just that. I was driving around the Cadillac CTSV, and it kept switching between eight-cylinder mode and four-cylinder mode. Oh, they're you know, back to and that. It's, and it's supercharged. So, you know, at one hand, it's 650 horsepower. On the other hand, I don't know, maybe it's 200. Well, they're looking <laughs> for mileage, and that's why you need Castrol Edge. They best. Castrol Edge formulated with fluid titanium technology, three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than the leading full synthetic. All right. So, uh, Mike, you, but what do you want to get for your daughter? I mean, you're getting it for yourself. You're telling your wife you're getting it for their daughter. <laughs> I. I already have a C7 Z06. I don't need another car like that. But um, you're gonna no, get, her, really you're gonna get her a Ring Brothers cool. Mustang, <laughs> just a little starter car. <laughs> well, are you like looking for body. her? Are you looking for her to get a car to drive to school? Yeah. Well, look, no, a daily driver. Okay, I I think when you're 16, 16 year olds are so squirrely that I think you have to have safety. As in in mind, why don't we bring Eric, uh, our guest, in? Um, so it's sixteen. It's not really about fun and performance. It's it's just about safety because they really have no business operating a motor vehicle. When right. I was sixteen, I had no idea what I was doing with a car, and so I would simply look. I you know I would buy a used car. I would go look online, Consumer Reports or whatever. Get the safest, whatever you know. Kind of go yeah, back yeah. and forth with your with your daughter, but. I would really have that first car safety-oriented. As a matter of fact, I, then I would do what uh, Dalton did in Road Hard. Yeah. I, I would go down to the junkyard. Remember when he bought the Buick Riviera and he bought all the spare tires? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of them with the different lug patterns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would buy a bunch of spare tires and I would string them around the car like a tugboat. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do with my daughter. Um I, I think at, the, at those auctions like uh, Barrett Jackson and Meekum and some of those, I mean, uh, you you can get in there. You know, probably not the '69 Camaro. You know, for all of the reasons Adam just said, but I bet you can walk in there and be like, "Hey, here's a really nice seven series BMW," and now it's fifty nine hundred dollars. And it, yeah, and <laughs> if you're looking for that, you can. But uh, once that thing gets out of warranty, a lot of trouble. <laughs> Eric Curran is here. EricCurran.com is uh, where you go. Good to meet you, Eric. Good to meet you as well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we were uh, we were figuring out that you drove for uh, Cadillac, but uh, we're trying to figure out the series, and now we know it's the prototype. Although I don't, yep. I used to say GTP, then I said prototype. Now I don't know yeah. what to say anymore. <laughs> what do we say now? They call them DPI, Daytona Prototype International, which is like uh, remember the days of American Le Mans. It would mm-hmm. be like an American Le Mans prototype two car. Is the car, I don't know, we're looking at a picture of it. I don't know a ton about it. I know it's, it's, it's powered by Cadillac, but then as far as all the chassis, yeah, are all the chassis Cadillac? the same? Yeah, so, the, so DPI is basically a class that, that's set up for manufacturers, right? So in our case, Cadillac, right? So it uses a Cadillac Delara chassis. So it's a carbon, full carbon tub. Delara chassis, similar like an IndyCar, mm-hmm. like full Delara tub, and then they take all that body work. Cadillac does all the renderings, draws it up, designs it, makes it look somewhat like a Cadillac, and then mm-hmm. they use a LS-based Cadillac V8. So the idea of this is obviously our Cadillac DPI car, but then there's a Mazda DPI, looks like a Mazda, uses a Mazda a power plant, all carbon fiber tubs, and then there's, uh, you know, there's, Nissan has a car, Acura has a car. You know, so there's a number of different cars that kind of resemble the manufacturer. All That's those, the idea. All those carbon fiber tubs, they, they're manufactured by those car companies, but they're all within the same spec. 
you know, because you say it looks like a Cadillac, but really just like yeah, the headlights. And just like this, <laughs> the car I drove over here. And, <laughs> come on. Like, there's not a lot of Cadillac in that. <laughs> there's no couple yeah, in this no, Cadillac. That's like I mean, the one Elvis used to got, give away. It's got the same <laughs> emblem, same but that's thing. really about See, it. He had wings back then. We've got wings. It's the same idea. Yeah. So the... Because the, we're looking at a picture, and as you're listening to the podcast, you're like, see, it looks like a Cadillac. The Mazda looks yeah. like a Mazda. I'm like, yeah, it's got what? a Cadillac sticker on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so the, now, obviously, they're always looking for parody right. in these right. things. So if the somebody challenging part of it. starts running away, <clears throat> are they using things like intake size, restrict, you know, restriction of you know, uh, uh, twenty-eight millimeters or something for your right. intake? You yeah, know, exactly. And, Actually, if you look at that picture, anyone who's seen the picture of the car, it has these two holes over the roof mm-hmm. and above I where the driver that. sits. Yes. So that's where the restrictors sit. Right. So that you know determines. They say, okay, well, you got to run whatever size restrictor, and that determines how much power that LS Cadillac-based engine will make. So, right. So ultimately, you can talk about displacement or compression, yeah, or you can talk about boost, but. If the snorkel opening is only so big, it's just there's only so much power you can make with so much limited, with so much oxygen. In in the world of racing now, they call it BOP, balance of performance, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to determine, okay, this Cadillac has has a big V8. And we need to run this restrictor to make it go this speed. And then right. you've got a Mazda that has a two-liter turbo. Okay, how much boost is that car going to make? You know, we'll give it as much boost as we can. That car wouldn't run a restrictor because they need everything they can get to make that car run the same power that this will. So Mazda's not running a Wankel, as far as I know. <laughs> Maybe they're, make not them. they're not running a rotary. Maybe 15 of them. Or 15 <laughs> of them. But are they running a cylinder? Yeah, they run a four cylinder, two liter turbo. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Nissan's got a V6. I don't feel that's Mazda E enough for me. And also, the, the, the Wankels, the, Rotary's just made such a crazy, screaming, insane, obnoxious. Yeah, well, imagine sound. fifteen of them. Right, <laughs> you never could over rev them. They would just rev forever and ever. Yeah, cool cars. That is funny that they just yeah. never run out. We're uh, so. What are the events coming up? And it's a good looking piece. What is uh, a and what what what's the next event for for you in the so series? I'm, so we just came off of Long Beach just over the weekend, Long Beach Grand Prix. We raced mm-hmm. on Saturday. We finished up seventh. Um, and then now, now we go to Mid Ohio, which is in two weeks from now. What so we have, what kind of speeds did you reach on Shoreline? I think one seventies, low one seventies. It's pretty fast around there, yeah, for sure. Fast I mean, it's fast and it's slow. You go real fast on the straights, and you come into the fountain, which is <laughs> you know first gear or the hairpin, which is probably fifty something miles an hour. So it's quite the mix of real fast straights and real slow corners. Yeah, yeah, the hairpin is. Um, you ever let, drive it, Adam? You unless you're Long Beach, unless you're in yes, those trophy yeah. trucks, and then you just lean into that hairpin <laughs> with all that body roll and try oh, not to yeah. flip I over. I think we should put the jumps up for our prototypes and see how that goes. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> the trucks barely made it over those. Those things. jumps those seem were... like the worst ideas ever. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's like when I see these guys. And they're doing their X Games motocross stuff, and they're just set up in a Costco parking lot. I'm like, I don't know. I want dirt. I, I don't feel like, like landing on asphalt feels troublesome to me. Like, I, I told you, it was still a mess. Like we watched some of the, the trucks run on Saturday afternoon, and and tires were blowing, and they were missing a jump, and they were half over, and they were flipping trucks. Right. I'm like. It's probably softer on the dirt because they were rolling things around. It and puts on a show, though. Those guys—that's what it was. It was just it. a the show. Tru- yeah, the, tru- the trucks. I I think we started you watch Robbie a lot- Gordon. Robbie Gordon. It's yeah. his deal. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, who exactly. was in here? Said he cracked his vertebrae. Oh, I think thing. it was Vassar. It's Jimmy Vassar. Yeah, Vassar's yeah. like, ah, Gordon's great. He's a good friend of mine. He's kept saying, get in the truck, get in the truck, run it. He goes, got the truck, did one jump, broke my back or hurt my back. He's like, you're nuts. I'm never doing that. The again. landings are brutal. That's what gets you. <laughs> well, because. Because Robbie told Vassar the way to take the jump is to like accelerate into it or some gave him some piece of information. Yeah. Probably the same horrible information I got in From- the Red Bull go kart challenge. <laughs> where the oh, guy's yeah. like, You gotta See. hit the berm full flat out, otherwise you won't make it through. It's like a flat out, yeah, yeah flat, just out. flat out. <laughs> yeah, in doubt. Flat out. Oh my god, there was so much blood. Uh, Talk about road rash. You had road rash through your suit. Like you just got torn up on that thing. And that didn't even have an engine. No, that was that was the 
the derby thing. What do you call it? The, the Pinewood the, Derby? Or something? No, 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 like, like Redwood. <laughs> Red Bull has their own glosh explosion or something or whatever. They have their stupid name for it. But uh, yeah. it's no joke. <laughs> People get it sounds hurt dangerous. Yeah. It was dangerous. Yeah. It was dangerous for me. I'm a racer. I'm, I'm going all out. That's the pinnacle, motor. by the way. That's that's the end game. Is if, you know. Good luck. I mean, I don't see Schumacher ever doing that. Not, not, not <laughs> this, not this current state. No, 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 no. Where is? Well, let's talk about Schumacher for a second because sure. I, you know, obviously the guy's a legend. Uh, and then he had a freak accident skiing, and then and then he's you know in this guarded condition medically, and he'll never race again. He may never sit up again. And then the little stories start coming out where no, he's he's doing better. And then there was a story of like, oh, we, he was walking around his, his chalet or something. And then the paper got sued that published a picture of him. Right. Yeah, the, his family and team family were very insanely guarded. Absolutely. And no news kind of means bad news, I think, to most people who suffer you know, a brain trauma. You don't hear anything. That's not a, that's not a good thing. But it's been years now. The guy's, you know, his his Ferrari sold at auction last year for seven and a half, eight million bucks oh. or whatever it is. Um, what shape is he in? And like, what what do people know? And then if there is some positive news, why not share this with the fans? I think that the fans are just overly protected. I mean, obviously, how many years has it been? I mean, it gets to a point where people stop talking about it. But somewhere, he's some in some place, right? And the family's protecting him. And it's it's unbelievable. Here's a guy that's literally done everything in racing, right? Formula One championships. I mean, won it all. And then, you know, does yeah. this in a skiing accident, right? But, uh, you know, the family doesn't say anything. Nobody's talking about it. The media's not allowed to talk about it. I, I, I heard the tidbits that you heard, and you would even think, not just from the fan base, that why is the medical community going, hey, this is this is quite an achievement if he's having some sort of motor functioning or blinking or talking or waving his hand like anything at all. I can't think that there's anything but bad news, and I can't imagine a world where he's up and he's using a walker and he's making his way around and he's able to... to take care of himself or something where that wouldn't be uh, reported by the family is, Hey, adoring big news, international fans, your hero yeah. looks like, looks like he may return to some semblance of a normal life, but they're not saying anything. And I don't know. The crash Max Apata must've been seven, eight years ago, 2013, I think 13, yeah. 13. So it's been five years yeah. and I don't know what the latest anything, but I... It can't be good if they don't say a thing about it, right? I mean, it's... You say that, yeah, yeah I, you positive, say that, but on the other hand, when you're so insulated, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough I, thing. I, Maybe it, they're just waiting for the big the big return. Maybe it's a there little... Is, I mean, I'd love to see some progress and say, you know, what's happening and have them come back and say... It's you know, a little selfish. A statement or something, right? You know? It's a little selfish in that they're people who care, you know, not... There's tabloids out there, but there's also a bunch of fans who care and like to know. By the way, Matt, when you're talking about me racing, I want you to add I dirt, hear about this. dirt track. <laughs> dirt track. Yeah, because no one ever checks. That's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just go, oh, Corolla, Long Beach Grand Prix, uh, Laguna Sega, dirt track. He's done it all. You just say dirt. No one's going to where? Yeah. Where, Ascot? Where dirt. was he? What was he driving? Midget? <laughs> Can you show me some document things? <laughs> uh, just say dirt track. And everyone go, wow. Well, what yeah, are you most familiar with? He's I go to Baja every year. Hey, it wasn't Baja. He's bad. It wasn't Baja. He's bad. Yeah, that no, just dirt. dirt track. Dirt track. Yeah. Well, where where, where to, uh, don't you run? Road yeah, Atlanta yeah. next week. Going to Road Atlanta okay, you. next week. Yeah, look yeah. at me. I may get some dirt track time in it, Road Atlanta. <laughs> you know what? It's not surprising it's because the more and more I, I get hear some about red it, play time in it, Road Atlanta. There's nothing near there, so now I'm starting to feel like there's going to be some dirt. <laughs> well, there'd be dirt next to where the track was. <laughs> you get far enough off the track. There's plenty of dirt out That's there. True. I I've seen you. a lot of footage of guys doing some dirt track. Racing to be fair, you have been in the Willow Springs dirt. You've been in All the right. Laguna de Seca dirt, like a that, little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Not I've been in purpose, the dirt. But, yeah. You know. yeah, I've been plenty of dirt. Plenty of <laughs> That's what you got to say. And dirt, yeah. dirt track. tires on dirt is really a yeah. good combination as well. Yeah. A little hey. bit of rain in there. How's your motorcycle racing going these days? You need to say, <laughs> just do so we can be accurate. You go, he done, he done everything in a dirt part of the track. But, you know, just... <laughs> the so dirt exactly. part of the track. <laughs> but but say, dirt hit track. dirt track, but part of track. Yeah. And hit the track hard. Hit dirt hard and track yeah. hard and part of the... Adam, just kind of whisper that great. Part. Tracks all around the world. He's been 
been in the dirt. He's been everywhere. That's <laughs> <Man>, good. <laughs> <laughs> On and off the dirt. Yeah. Well, we're just waiting for our next uh, offshore boat racing event. Yeah, that's, 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 that's next. Huh? There's not much left. You'll be uh, you'll be glad to know, Matt, that I know you're a huge Miami Vice. Fan. Oh, yes, and I somebody saw. somebody tweeted me some pictures of my Newman race cars at the like Miami Grand Prix or yeah. something. Whatever, I remember the from episode, like 1986 or something. Yeah, I believe it was the episode where uh, Danny Sullivan was a guest star, a racer, mm-hmm. a rest star. Yeah, and, yeah, so- and I, we we talked about it even years ago as well because I was watching Miami Vice as I do. And uh, and I was taking pictures of the TV like this guy was, and uh, I was like, "There's the car! There's the car!" <laughs> yeah, pictures uh, of the old uh, Newman car over there, and the Fitzy car. So we so we believe as well. Yeah, I think Miami Vice wasn't there a white Testarossa or something in the mix of all that? There, too? there was. <laughs> And the story behind that test was, first of all, the guy like who had it was trying to sell it for like millions of dollars of at all these the places. Shoker, right? And yeah. then finally it went to Barrett Jackson with no reserve and he got like just Testarossa prices right. for it. He <laughs> right. got like it 180 grand. grand. <laughs> right. Yeah, very much. Uh, but uh, when that show came out, he had the, uh, he had the Daytona Spider fake one and the show was a hit and – as Not story fake goes. spider in terms of a lot of guys have cut the roof off of Daytona right. and tried to make it a spider. Just to backtrack here for a second, a legitimate Daytona spider where they made about 100 of, those things are two, two, Three two, million. F- four, yeah. and they're five or whatever. They, they just keep going up. Yeah. Yeah. The Daytona... It's just kind of flattened out at six five fifty to six fifty, but they haven't really moved in a few years. But the the spiders keep going. They made like twelve hundred of those or something. But this is on a Corvette chassis. Yeah, it's a Corvette chassis. It's a replica right. or some sort, so, right? I, yeah, right. The story was is that Enzo. So it's a fake, fake. It's a fake, <laughs> fake. Yeah, convertible. It's be any more fake? Right. And that's what pissed off Enzo Ferrari. He's like, the show's a success. I don't want that piece of crap representing our brand right. on the show. Yeah. And he said, so I'll send you one Lamborghini test or one Ferrari Testarossa. Because he's probably watching that thing like during a chase scene and it's leaning hard and he sees yeah. like a transverse leaf spring in the rear sticking out of the back of his of his Daytona, of his Ferrari. <laughs> his Ferrari and he's like, what is right? this? Uh, so the never condition, did they, they, send a, they send a black one. And when they got it, they're like, we shoot all these great scenes at night. You can't see this. So before Sonny Crockett gets his white Ferrari, the bad guy in the previous episode drives a black Testarossa. Uh-huh. And that's his car. And the condition what was Enzo was is you have to blow up the Daytona Spider on a show. Mm-hmm. So he comes out. Crockett comes out. Somebody blows up his car, and then I guess the end of the episode, he gets the white one. But the white one was previously the black one in a previous episode. Uh-huh. And, and, and to your point, which is funny, because now they have this great hero car, but every time he goes around a turn and it's crazy and it's fast, they cut to a white Testarossa with, like, no rear bumper. It has, like, polished billet wheels on it when you see it quick. Mm-hmm. It has polished billet wheels. It has, like, you know, almost like a lift kit on it. It's com- it's It's not even close. Like, they're like... The wheels aren't even close. There's no mm-hmm. rear bumper. There's just like a, a tailpipe coming out the back. It's so not a Ferrari Testarossa. Then cut to hero shots, and they've got the one Testarossa, which they painted white because it was originally black. <laughs> got to go back and watch that show. <laughs> yeah, it's always never get a refresh or not. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch it. I'll tell you every episode. <laughs> Eric, what about you and Lamar? Well, I mean, here's the thing. So these DPI cars that we were talking about, they don't fit any classification at Le Mans, which is disappointing because, yeah. hey, American race car driver, I want to go to Le Mans. So I haven't, we haven't been. You know, we haven't had any car here in the U.S. that will fit the template for what races at Le Mans. You've got the P1 cars, all the hybrid cars. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you've got a P2 car, which is essentially what our cars are in the U.S. based on a P2 chassis. They're, uh, they're a spec car in Europe. So it's a spec bodywork, spec engine, Nissan-based, there you go, Nissan-based, yeah. uh, you know, 4-liter V8. But, uh, yeah, so at Le Mans, you just get a spec car. So we can't, at this time, take our DPI Cadillac and run it over at Le Mans. And I sure hope that there's a future there to do so. But. Uh, Daytona? Daytona. Sure. Daytona Rolex 24-hour, yep. We yep. finished second there this year. That's uh, turning into a nice. pretty awesome event. And... Uh, 
It's getting a lot more TV coverage than it used to as well. I find that, or maybe it's just me getting it's old. A, it's a, it's <laughs> a it's big a, show. It's a, it's a good sure. event. Like they're, you know, I think they're figuring out ways to, in the past, you know, there'd be like a 24-hour race and they just go, well, just put the camera up and all this drinks, put on <laughs> a pot camera. of coffee. Like, <laughs> and now they're kind of figuring out ways to like go in the car, go out of the car, yeah. bring the exciting stuff. Same with... Same with the Lamar. Like, they're figuring out, like, television is kind of wrapping their head around how do we take this Make super this drawn out event and turn it into a, a, a prize fight? How do, we tur- yeah. how do we get some action going in here? Like, how yeah, do we I have mean, different the, events and stuff like that? The TV coverage has gotten really good. And, yes. You know, look at what happened this year. I mean, you got the Montoyas and, and Penske's over there, Castro Nevis, and all these drivers are coming over from IndyCar and running with us and IMSA full season, right? So there's a lot of attention, especially this year. But Daytona's a big deal now. You know, you've got. All this TV coverage, and now the announcers are starting to figure out, hey, look at, you know, there's a lot we can work with here. There's multiple classes. There's different things to follow. But, I mean, the the attendance and the exposure this year was bigger than I've seen since I've been running the race. I'm going to tease a question while Matt gets his yeah. uh, Castrol read together. Well, you write what Castrol. Is, what is – oh, I did Castrol. Sorry. You did Sorry, brush. I got reads. Yeah. Um, what is – and we'll tease it – is, is – is the stints in the car limited by fuel or based on fuel, or are they based on anything other than we need more fuel, so now's the time to yeah. swap swap guys. Don't answer. Matt, go. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Brush Hero. You guys have seen this on Shark Tank. We've talked about it here before. Brush Hero is a water-powered cleaning machine. This thing is great. It's got an impressive amount of torque. It's not really meant to spin fast, but rather it scrubs with a powerful, continuous, effective torque, and it won't cause damage. It really works. It comes, the starter set comes with two brush heads, a soft one for sensitive surfaces, such as paint and chrome, and a tough one for serious muck. Yeah, you know what, Bo? I will say, if you're rocking the center lines, like the Testarossa <laughs> from Miami Vice, <laughs> yeah. you don't need the brush hero. You don't but need the only brush. if you have center lines. Anyone else listening needs, because that's just one big, big yeah, poo platter of, of, of aluminum. Now, that you can do with the sock. You know what I was but also if you thinking? you've got, uh... you got spokes and... Things like that. You, need you got your brush hero. the polished exhaust tips. Those are always mucky, and you're always trying oh, to get a rag yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Just use the okay. brush hero for that. By the way, you can use this on your boats, your barbecue, you know, yard tools, bicycle. After after going there, mountain biking, use this thing on it. So which is you hook uh, it up to the hose, right? You just hook it up with the hose. It's all powered by water. Watch any of the videos; they're actually fun to watch. It doesn't have like a brush just, or anything. Yeah, that it's a around. spinning brush. Yeah, it almost okay. looks like a Dremel tool, but though it's water powered and hmm. it spins a brush. There's different. It's smart. There's different heads that can go on it. There's different extensions, so you can get a longer one or a shorter one. So uh, you can go to BrushHero.com. You can get it at Amazon or uh, select Costco stores as well, but uh, find Brush Hero at BrushHero.com. So, Eric, they obviously they limit you on fuel. They go, you can have this many liters worth of fuel. That's good for X amount of time in the car. Um do you drive accordingly, uh, like at a place like Daytona? Or is there are you always just flat out, or is there a part? Is there a strategy that involves fuel consumption? You know, usually the fuel consumption part of it doesn't come to later in the race, so you're right. pretty much just flat out all the time. I mean, the car goes, you know, forty forty five minutes on fuel, something mm-hmm. like that. So that's your determining factor on when the car's coming to the pits, right? You know, so. Is you know, that a radio thing or yeah, is that yeah. a gauge thing? Is yeah, you got engi- you got engineers sitting behind the pit wall that are determining. Okay, well, you know this the car goes so many number of laps before it's going to need fuel. But you've right. got to you, you know nowadays you have these crazy Formula One looking steering wheels, right? Sure. So it actually gives you a readout, so you know how many gallons you've got. It's counting down and telling you, okay. you know, and then you go to reserve, and you know you typically come in that lap. So what's it goes in 40, a reserve? What's what's in the reserve? How much? How much fuel? Sure. I don't know. They don't tell us any of that stuff. <laughs> you need to ask. It goes a lap yeah. or something. I, don't I was know. just going to say, you got one like, more lap it, to yeah, go. Yeah, it's probably like the the lap to get you in, like just enough to get you in the lap. When he yeah. runs, it's not in pit mode though. The gauges. He runs in full oh, race I mode. We shut the pit limit off. Full race mode because he's talking about how the gauges have so much detail to it. I ran. And, a, a, there's a, no a, analog gauges anymore. Sorry. I ran a a, a modern Trans Am car <laughs> with the with the big display. Yeah. Cool. But the display has a pit mode and it has a race mode, Uh-oh. and they sent me out for qualifying with it in pit mode, 
And then when I came in, I was like, I couldn't really tell what gear I was in or, or where the RPMs were or what the temp was. And the guy looked at me and he reached to the back of the cluster thing and he toggled like doing. He goes, "You had it in pit mode." <laughs> And I said, I didn't Minor have it. Issue. I didn't have it in any mode. I'm not you reaching around, yeah. toggling. I'm not pressing a bunch of buttons back there. <laughs> Somebody put it in pit mode right. and then put me out. In so the, it overrides on the, the whole screen, right? Yeah, it's they put me like, out. Well, pit mode, pit mode will tell you some stuff. But, but it's, no, it's this big. It's the size of a thumbnail. And right, it's not right. stuff you want to know. You don't know. need all that information <laughs> not, about when to shift or what gear you're in. It's just distracting. It's not stuff you need to know when you're racing. Hence the pit mode and then right. the tell, me that mode. The, tell me it wasn't in pit limiter mode that would have been bad no i, no. That, I did that on my own <laughs> that was called my right foot 38 miles an hour <laughs> your right foot <laughs> it won't go you know, listen, they just say look ahead look ahead look ahead so oh yeah we have a picture of the thing and <laughs> and i think non-pit mode which was which was actually nice it was oh, yeah. like yeah it was, it was like had a had a Digital, but it's sort of analog-looking tack. It had a speedo that I didn't bother with. Yeah, it I had... love the use of the label maker. By the way, somebody really somebody did a good job crazy. over there on those switches on the right. Yeah, my biggest problem, if you look at this picture, <laughs> except for the one switch you wanted to use, probably the uh, well, <laughs> the ri- this was a right-hand turn here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we <laughs> think. not a left with a big think. direction. <laughs> We're looking this was at on a, dirt, right? <laughs> We're looking at a picture of turn eight at Willow, just going through that uh, bad boy to. 151 miles an hour in that crazy, crazy car, and just praying it would stick, which it which it did. The uh, the thing that's funny if you, if you look to the right of the picture, and you can go to carcastshow.com and take a look at this. There's a clear tube that's hooked up on a nipple to the sway bar adjuster, which I never touch. But I just kept looking at it, going, "They got a hydraulic sway bar adjuster." <laughs> and I, for half, for the for three days, I was like, "What kind of hydraulic sway bar adjuster?" And at a certain point, I went, "How's this hydraulic?" And he went, "Oh no, that's a water hose for you to drink from." And I'm like, "It is." And he's like, "Yeah, we just keep it there." <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Well, someone should have told me. <laughs> Did you try it? You yeah. Well, during during yellow flags, it was like a hundred mile race, and right. it was kind of during yellow flags. I pulled it out, shoved it through my helmet, and I found the water button on the wheel and I was pressing it. But the problem with the thing is, is once you let off the button, it, it keeps going. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it, it, it just keeps going. So, so shoot water you in your just face. throwing it on the floor and it just kind of bleeds out. Cleaning. It just bleeds out on the floor. Like you, you stop pushing go. On the water pump, and that water keeps a flowing. Usually, for a it gets while. to be about 150 degrees. That water yes, tube is the like tube. sitting in the car, just boiling. So you burn oh. your mouth. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's a really good system. You know, <laughs> I was going to say black is no bueno. Clear tube. There's the greenhouse effect. They got to go white tubing for that thing, right? Yeah, so maybe you're supposed to see the water coming at you. Oh, you're supposed yeah. to catch yeah. it as it's coming I'm sure in. like when you pull it into the pits, everyone's like, it's 100 degrees out here. How is your car all wet? It's like, what's going on in here? How's the hydraulic sway yeah. bar work? I don't know. There's no fluid in the line either, so that's weird. So it takes a second. You gotta bleed it, man, if it you want that sway bar to work. Like, I was gonna touch the sway bar, and I had no interest no in adjusting it. Just to see if the line would fill up. Just sway bars that. with light hoses, I leave those alone <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, but it was funny i was looking at and they literally they just put like a nipple on the same on the unit yeah. just to give it a place to land really right. well we have like this it. little thing now adam where it's it's plumbed into our helmet so we have the yeah. whole hose in our helmet and then we get in the car we grab it and we just snap it onto our helmet and then it's got oh, a button on the wheel. Yeah. Similar system, maybe a little more advanced, you know? Eh, and it's I don't got know. a little thing. You know? <laughs> it doesn't more quite squirt all over the place. The tube off <laughs> another it's potential <laughs> drowning right there. Like, if you can't remove the tube from your mouth at this point, you could potentially drown. You drown in his you own just helmet. drown in your own helmet. What happened? I don't know. He's, his lungs are filled with water, though. That's weird. But the minor <laughs> issue is when you jump out of the car in a driver change and you don't disconnect it. Oh, and it's still connected to your helmet. Yeah. That's a little tricky. Oh, it's like the, the YouTube show video. <laughs> The showbiz equivalent to that is when the guy's got the lav mic hooked up and he storms off the stage and you see him like, 
I've had enough of these questions about my ex-wife. And you see him get his shirt getting like pulled back because they never, they never unclip the right. thing before yeah. they storm it's off the, the same stage. Idea. Same thing. It's a showbiz version. All right. I'm going to tell you guys about Geico. I feel like you might need this on the track now. Yeah. Everybody's got a to-do list. You're dropping off your client, dry cleaning. You're picking up some milk. And now you can add safe hundreds of dollars of car insurance to that list. You don't need to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. All right. Eric, and I'll spell the last name, C-U-R-R-A-N.com is where you can go. You can shoot him a tweet at Eric Curran. 31 and find out events coming up. You say Road America. Uh, wait, what's coming up this? Mid-Ohio. Uh, Mid-Ohio. 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 You're going to Road. I'm, I'm going to Road Atlanta. You're going to Mid-Ohio. We could switch it up. Why don't I go to Road Atlanta and you can go to Mid-Ohio? Is it going to rain in Mid-Ohio? <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, have, <laughs> I have exactly as much time on each track, so it's going to be a push <laughs> for, perfect. for me. I'll look at it on the simulator. I'll figure it out. I'll Plenty get, of time. It's a long plane ride. we got a long plane ride. We'll figure that track I'll out. I'll be there next week at the Road Atlanta, working with some people. Oh, it's a yeah. fun place. The Midi's, that's a Midi. That's the Midi. Right? Yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah, we're going. It's a big deal. Oh, yeah, we'll I'll be there. there. Oh, you'll be there? For sure. Oh, well, come, uh, come have a beer over I'll at our over there, our and I'll, I'll see if I can get your pit limiter off on your screen. And, you know, yeah, get know. He's one of the tracks. He's the Datsun 610. I don't even know if the tack works in that thing. I hear it's jumpy, but I can hear that engine. It's ballpark tack. It's not really like an accurate. Attack. Give or take like a couple bar. thousand RPM. When it's it fine. stops pulling, you shift. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's, that's how right. it works. <laughs> like a two-stroke. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can go to AdamCroll.com, find out live shows, because uh, I'll be live uh, coming up. Uh, Santa Ana Esports Arena doing a live podcast. That'll be tomorrow night. So you can come out and say hi. You can also watch it. Uh, with the 360 VR and go to podcast1.com slash Corolla VR and check that out. And then we're going to Cleveland, Detroit, Portland, doing uh, live shows everywhere. Just go to amcroll.com and uh, go to Chassis and see uh, our movies and see what we got coming out for you. And if you want to support the show, go to carcastshow.com. And, oh, we're looking at... We're we're looking at Miami Vice uh, footage. Yeah. As they drove past... Because in the next scene... Is Newman in there? Wait a minute. That, that was Willie T. Riggs. Wait, that was Willie T. Oh, Willie T. Oh, we just watched Willie T. Was Willie T. driving that? Oh, they're interviewing Willie T. I've said it once. Yeah. I've said it again. Best show on TV. Next to Billions. Uh, Miami Vice. Wow, Billions. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The the great thing is, is uh, the Billions guys have seen Willie T. And are thinking about doing a series out of that uh, doc. I, so I do want to exciting. point out that we, we screened Willie T. this weekend. I saw it for the first time. It is fantastic. It's such an incredible story about a guy you don't know. Uh, and it's, it's such a great job on the movie. You guys did a great job. Willie T is a cool guy. I remember watching him at Lime Rock Trans Am days. I grew up in Massachusetts, right? So Lime sure. Rock was right down the road. Used to watch all those guys, Willie T, the Trans Am days. Yeah, Paul that was Newman driving deal. over there. And I raced against him. Somebody just tweeted us a picture of him with Dale Earnhardt Jr. wearing his uppity hat. Oh, Willie T. <laughs> Willie's, <laughs> Willie's out. Willie's yeah, out. That's, out that's doing the, the rounds name, of the, name of the doc. We'll yeah. keep you guys all posted until uh, next time. Adam Carolla for Eric Curran and Matt the Motorator DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.